0: This is the Horse Radio Network.
1: Natalie, I'm so excited about this episode. Uh we're on episode twenty already. <laughs> I know shock and awe shock and awe um but we have a special guest this episode as we do tend to do so I want to say a big welcome to Caitlin Gooch for coming on and having a chat with us
2: Caitlin this is Please very exciting applause. we're so happy to have you <laughs> I'm <Yeah>. excited applause. <laughs> um, this is where we drop the applause down. clap 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 clap
1: yay <laughs> <laughs> well and so and so not to toot your horn for you or anything, but, like, Caitlin and I met at Equitana in God two years ago when they had Equitana in the United States. Um, I'd followed you beforehand on your Black Cowgirl Instagram and following what you're doing with Saddle Up and Reed. So I'm just loving what you're doing, and I'm so excited that you, like, actually decided to come talk to us. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I'm excited. I love stuff like this because it feels like – okay, we're going to have a conversation as if we've known each other forever.
1: (laughs) I know, right? I love it. Well, that's (laughs) my favorite thing about social media is it has a tendency to bring people together even when you don't see them. So um, you got to take everything tongue in cheek and and kind of with a grain of salt. But social media has some really good pluses.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, there's an immediacy to it. You can jump right on something you want to talk about. There's somebody that's willing to talk about it with you. So, uh, uh, you know, I... Generally, want to talk to people at like really random times like 10 a.m. and 11 p.m. are kind of my sweet spots so like (laughs) I can't go out and find people because again I live on a dirt track in the woods and the people I would find if I were to go outside at that time of night would (laughs) (laughs) be that time of morning honestly you've been to my farm Caitlin I live across from some sort of weird encampment that we can't quite define (laughs) it's just sort of like landfill slash
0: uh, junkyard junkyard slash campground oh, for itinerants <laughs> there's definitely a big foot out there <laughs> maybe well and
1: you live so tell everybody where where do you live you live in a farm too do you have a junkyard <laughs>
0: please no you not. so there you know what for decades maybe centuries um our family has owned this land um, but across the street, we have a horse pasture. Behind that horse pasture, <laughs> oddly enough, is where they had been dumping trash for, like, ever. Um, and it's like, you know, it's like a farm thing, you know? It's like, hey, we live yeah. on a farm. We'll just throw the trash over there. Who goes to the dump? Um, but that that has come to an end as we now have to clean it all up because there's development <laughs> around us. <laughs>
1: oh, wow. wow. Well hopefully your farm isn't going to be affected by the development too
0: much or? You know, I right now I'm sitting in my, my kitchen window and I can see the development right here where I'm at. If anything, it's just going to bring us a bunch of business and that's how I have mm-hmm. to look at it. Um, and that's how I choose to look at it now because uh, it is right beside us. But, you know, these people, I'm hoping that they are made aware that they live beside a farm um especially a farm that will soon have sheep and sheep make noises <laughs> um yes, and yep, those sheep do. will be in, it will be in my backyard which will be the backyard to our neighbors so um yeah <laughs> so hopefully they know what they're getting into yeah hopefully they know
2: <laughs> i know for a fact that if development went in next to me which is a solid possibility then like the next 5 years you know, 200 houses will go on to the pasture next to me. I know me and I know my spiteful nature. And I would acquire so many yeah. noisy, smelly yep. animals. Like, I wouldn't yep. be able to stop myself. <laughs> I don't want them. I'm going to get a
1: donkey to- <laughs> in that situation.
2: I would get oh, three donkeys. You know, one for you know, every day of the roosters. week, two on Sundays. Like, yeah. But the And I don't even is- have noisy animals, like, on purpose for myself. <laughs> I don't want noise. But if I had neighbors move out to the countryside that we're gonna live on zero lot line
0: like with an HOA well you know and I, I, I've i really thought about it. I mean I already have a my pig is in my backyard and and people think like oh pigs stink. Um well he doesn't stink. He's like the cleanest animal over here. If anything my dogs stink <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs>
1: Don't yeah. put on your computer, Natalie we need you uh,
0: I turned my head <laughs> Yeah if anything it's the dogs but Not only do the animals make noise, I make noise. I like to talk to my horses. I make calls when I call my horses. I'm talking to the animals. I'm talking to myself. Um, (laughs) I have four kids. I mean, it's a farm. There's always noise. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. There's always noise when you have kids. Like, there's no such thing as silence. I would have
2: to get, like, goats and stuff to drown out the neighbor's kids if a whole bunch of
0: I I have, I have three goats. I have three goats. Um, yeah, so it's going to be interesting. It's going to be very interesting. Oh, my God. Well, the good news is you're already
1: there. So, like, if they're moving in, they're going to see your farm. And hopefully what I would be more concerned with is that they'd want to come and play with my animals or touch my animals without my permission.
0: Yeah, yeah. And that is something that I've been thinking, like, how do we – because, I mean, we can put up a sign. But as you all know, I, I run a nonprofit called Saddle Up and Read to help increase the literacy rates and kids come out and read to my horses. But – The literacy rates in America, um, maybe like 50% of adults don't read past the eighth grade level. Um, So, yeah, we could put out signs, but are people going to read them? (laughs) Or or do I have to sit outside? Do I have to sit outside? Like, first lesson. yeah <laughs> it
2: is extremely um, fun to watch the neighbor's children shock themselves on your fence okay? well that was gonna That's be a my suggestion
1: time. was oh, get a, yeah get yep. a sign that says electric fence and turn it on when you're not expecting people yeah <laughs> and it's yep. like shock therapy like read yep. this or get hurt right yeah because the sign time. is the sign was there you
0: were warned <laughs>
1: Well, I have a sign on my my gate because I have three dogs and one is very territorial. And if you reach your hand over the gate or try to walk in, he will bite you. Yeah. And so I covered my butt with a with a sign. But let's be honest, you know, most people just ignore the signs. Right. But now I'm wondering if that means if they actually can read. Right, so like, let's. Yeah, it has assume. a picture
2: on it, right? It doesn't have that picture of the scary dog on it, the rah, bad dog
1: sign. Well, the problem is, I have two dogs that are super cute and friendly, and so people get misled. They're thinking they're so sweet, and then the other one's coming out like, wow you know. That's tough luck. <laughs> Bait and switch every time. Exactly. Bait and switch every time. But we wouldn't
0: have this problem if people would just, you know, like, ask or just mind their business and keep it moving. I was going to (laughs) say, mind
1: your business. Or knock on the door, you know, rather than just come in or, you know, I don't know. We had an instance, you know, we live in a really populated area. I don't have a farm like you guys do. Like, I'm not jealous. It's fine. (laughs) Um, But... If people were to drive down the street and touch my horses, like, fuck around and find out. Like, my horse oh, will literally yeah. bite your face off. <laughs> so
2: I'm almost kind of like, let's go see. What, like, let's see what they do. <laughs> see, that's one reason we feed our horses so many treats. So they'll
0: bite right. bribery. <laughs> you know, and that's when I go out with Man Man. So Man Man is my miniature horse. He is adorable. and He has the most amazing hair. And when I go out with him, I do not let anyone touch his face. Like, everybody wants to touch horses' faces. I'm like, y'all, they are prey animals. They don't, they don't, like don't want you to, yeah, they don't want you to do that. Like, go for the neck. Go for the shoulder. <laughs> um, so I when say, I was, you know, don't don't touch his face. Because, and I, I feed him treats. And that's why I tell him, because I'm like, he's going to be like, uh, do you have something for me to eat? Because we're going to yeah, nom, 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 eat nom, your fingers. Yeah.
2: <laughs> my mini is worse about that than my horse, for sure. Like. He just he doesn't look where his teeth are going. He just grabs my entire hand. I'm like, you're supposed to be (laughs) tiny and good. But you know, when I was in Parks Department in New York, everybody wanted to pet our horses on the face, right? And so we we had a line, which was, he likes to be (laughs) patted right here. And we would just tap like, you know, the triangle on their Mm -hmm. neck. Just like Right here's a good place. So we weren't constantly saying no to people because they're like, the cop said no. We're like, yeah. he likes to be patted right here. <laughs> well, I mean, I have a biter. Like, Delight is a biter. He's
1: very oral. I taught him to kiss. And so everybody thinks it's hilarious and they want to come up and touch his face. And this is horse people. Like, you think you would know, right? Mm-hmm. And I just want to be like, oh, he doesn't really like strangers. Like, And he doesn't. He doesn't really like strangers in his space. Mm-hmm. So ask him for a kiss like let him come to you if you really want to have the attention right and if he says no he says no but yeah you would think even
2: horse people would know better but we don't I think I still struggle sometimes with how to approach a horse I don't know honestly really yeah Yeah, I kind of walk up and I'm like
0: (laughs) Caitlin (laughs) that's the thing that's that's the thing that I'm, and with that, I'm just like, all right, let's teach kids about consent and boundaries. Because if man-man does anything, and I'm like, oh, no, that's not his normal behavior. We are stopping all things. We are not pushing through this. We are going to put a pause on it. I have a sign mm-hmm. that says, hey, we're taking a mini break, and we're going to take a break. No, you cannot pet him. No, you cannot approach him. Because he has told me he doesn't want to be petted or approached.
1: That's great that you're his advocate. Mm-hmm. I have a reactive dog, so I have to be when I take him to the vet. He's fine oh. because I've got him. But no, we are not saying hello to people. Thank you.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we've w- had
1: a
2: lot of comments about that. So,
1: it's I mean, whole, in a good way.
2: Oh, he's overstimulated, guys. Let's step back. And, you know, I think more little kids are hearing that kind of phraseology, like in their kindergarten class even, where it's like, we're overstimulated. Let's calm down. So you can kind of oh use gosh. it when you're talking about animals, too. But those parents yeah, don't over- get it.
1: Oh, I was overstimulated are yesterday.
0: Really? Are the they really, What are. happened? Yeah, so I lost my truck keys, and I really needed them um, to go and pick up. Um, wait, when does this air? Because I don't want to tomorrow. Actually, oh <laughs> well, y'all, y'all have to yeah. wait to go to know what I had to go pick up. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> surprise <laughs> pick
2: up. Yeah, we, surprise We'll have to. Pick up. We'll have to
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Don't say anybody and, yet because this is going to air tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. So I'm I'm running around looking through the house because we're like, hey, can you move me in, fi- in 15 minutes? And I'm like, sure. OK, where are the keys? So I didn't find the keys. And then I had to find somebody else to come pick it up. And then I got back here and then I'm just like, OK, where are the keys? Like for real, for real. <laughs> and I could not find them. And so like that just it made me so overstimulated. And then I thought, OK, I'm off work. Today my mom and my sister, my parents have my kids. Like, let me just do something for me. So I go to the store and I get some cupcakes. Like cupcakes make everything better. I like, why? I like this story, Natalie. Nope, <laughs> nope. No, no, the story changes. Why do these cupcakes have a different texture than normal? And that texture difference just set me off. Were <laughs> oh, they like gluten free garbage? Like... <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, I always get these cupcakes. So I'm like, who was the baker today? Like, why did y'all mess up my cupcakes? I need to talk to someone, okay? <laughs> oh my God. She's marching in, she's demanding the manager. <laughs> exactly so that just ruined it for me and then I was trying to find a bottle opener and no store around here had a bottle opener and I was just like what is happening today so I went and I bought y'all I don't eat meat I went and I got some chicken wings some fries and a vegetable calzone and I brought it all back home and I fell asleep
1: (laughs) Comfort food, right there.
0: I didn't well, even we can't do temper it. tantrums as adults,
1: can we? We have to have a nap.
0: Like exactly. A <laughs> exactly, and that's why I was looking desperately for the the bottle opener, trying to open an angry orchard. Oh. I like that so for I, you so much. So I ended up using my, my the corner of my sink to open it. Yeah. Where there's a will, there's a way. Horse girls get it done. Exactly. Exactly.
1: I've never mastered that. Like, I've never mastered the opening a beer bottle or anything with, like, like a railing or, like, if I did it with no. my teeth, I'd definitely lose teeth. That's like I for I mean, Please not do not scared. try that. <laughs> no. No. I'm too vain I, to try that.
2: I'm trying to think. I feel like at some point in my life there was some bizarre way my husband used to open a bottle in a hotel room. But I can't remember. And with then... his
1: eye socket, have you ever seen the frat guys do that on like TV? What? So what? people are so they they'll like close their eyes and they'll like put it in their eye socket. And they're I mean, men are stupid.
0: I'm that's leaving. We're not talking about this ever again. <laughs> yeah, because well, like, I've I never just... heard that. <laughs> this recording. Is over. I just want everyone <laughs> listening to know that I'm crocheting and I'm looking at my horses out of the window. So that that's the life. <laughs> Yeah, there. I'm a little jealous of
1: that. I'll be honest. You I'll know, be
0: honest. I'm, there's a there's a lot that. of rough times, like losing your keys when you need to go pick up pick up things. But at least I can. Yeah, cause how I far away do you here. live from town? <laughs> Y'all, I'm I am town at this point. I live right off. I mean, the town's moving into you. Yeah, town's moving here. We have a Publix around the corner, like where we oh, used town. to trail ride. We used to trail ride here for years. We don't even have our our annual trail ride. So a little background, I grew up with horses. Where I live now is my childhood home. I've always, we've always been here. So I live on the farm now. And um, we always did trail rides and our trail rides started in the late seventies. And every weekend it was basically like a family reunion. We would get together with a different saddle club and all of these are like predominantly black. And they would host a saddle club, I mean a trail ride for the weekend our ride is always the second weekend in september and it's always here but my parents they moved away to um they moved like 20 25 minutes away so our trail ride is there now um but yeah there's the public's where we used to ride horses i mean i live right off the highway it's a walmart down the road i can i'm 20 minutes from raleigh like i'm I'm no longer, people used to be like, oh, you live all the way out in Egypt. <laughs> I, that's no longer the case. <laughs> Not anymore, you don't. That, yeah, that's no longer the case at all. I mean, and they're they're building, what are they building over here? I'm, I'm going to have a Starbucks soon. There's like a fancy coffee shop over there and all that stuff. Like none of this, we used to just be a town with, a, with one stoplight, as they say, one stoplight and one, one post office. <laughs> well, Natalie, I think you're having that now in your town
2: my town is progressing past that one stop play for sure it's such there's two sides to that coin because i love being five minutes from you know like good coffee and uh, for you know for somebody like caitlin who actually has you have people come out to your farm that means more business for you so that's a good thing yep. or more potential right but yep. you know that shoe is dropping ever so yeah. slowly for the people, just keep coming and the traffic and like we get a Publix oh, I think next year, we get a Publix. So that sucks because I like our local local grocery store that buys meat really cheap from God knows where, so I can like afford <laughs> decent food.
0: Publix, I can't afford to buy meat at Publix. Oh, <laughs> you know, you, that kind the, of thing. Publix is expensive. I'm sorry, Publix. Oh, if so y'all are listening I mean, I can get the same box of cereal for five dollars cheaper <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, at Walmart.
2: <laughs> well, I I drive fifteen minutes to a winn Dixie if we want to talk about the Southern grocery store wars.
0: <laughs> oh man, we used to we used to have a winn Dixie. We, we used to have a Piggly Wiggly. We used to have an IGA. I love a Piggly like, Wiggly. You know, I, Publix I mean, drives
2: those places out of business. I don't know if we're Publix isn't like lining up to be our sponsor. So I think we can publicly out them as just driving every grocery store. out of business. <laughs> but do we want them as a sponsor?
0: The no, answer is no, unless we don't they're
2: giving us free cake because they do have good cake.
0: But as long as they yeah, make maybe it their right and I mess up good. my cupcakes. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's right. Oh, and don't go into a Greenwise because they only have like the gluten free and like vegan cupcakes there is unacceptable yeah I, there's Sorry, nothing if you're wrong gonna with eat a cupcake being, you want the real thing i need yeah, buttercream you, you really
0: do i need sugar yeah.
2: mm-hmm. i need i'm the, only the eating like you sugar. out of
0: rage or overstimulation mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah my go-to used to always just be fries and ice cream like that's like the most oh, yeah. perfect combination in the world um yeah dip <laughs> but them, then i'm right? dip your fries yes. in the ice cream. yeah yeah, yes. yeah. So you
2: have a dairy queen in your town mm-hmm. um uh,
0: it's like 15 minutes away. I don't even go there. I just get McDonald's fries and ice cream. Oh, okay. They're white. They're vanilla milkshakes, and then are so
1: thick.
2: And then you, oh, we yes. used to put Kahlua in them and drive them around oh. <laughs> and drive around like publicly <laughs> drinking. <laughs> See, we don't have a McDonald's, but we do have a Dairy Queen, and that is such an indulgence for me. I'm like, hell yeah, I'm going to Dairy yeah, Queen. Yeah, but Dairy Queen has some good fries. They have good fries. Mm-hmm. See, our Dairy and Queens were ice. in such a populated
1: area. Our Dairy Queen only has ice cream now. So, like, I grew up with the Dairy Queen that had the food and the orange yeah. Julius and like all that, but that doesn't exist anymore where I live. It's that just sucks. ice cream.
2: Wow. I know it does. They have my good kids are like, stuff. Dairy Queen has
1: food, and I was like, Oh, it's so
2: good. They're like, What? Oh, I walked to one in Columbus. Talk about packed with people. Like when I was in Columbus for uh, what was that? Quarter Horse Congress. And I, I was right in the middle of town, and I walked to a Dairy Queen, and they had chicken tenders. And I was like, mm, chicken tenders. Y'all making me hungry right now, okay, because it's <laughs> yeah, lunchtime. I'm going <laughs>
0: to I'm gonna heat up my chicken wings. <laughs> Ooh,
1: yeah. That sounds really good. Well, yeah, I didn't eat last while night. <laughs> you're eating your chicken wings, we need to, like, I want to talk. So, like, our, our theme for the day is helmet hair, right? And, you know, I, I love my hair. Like, I it's the one thing I'm vain about. Um it's pretty cool. I could do a lot with it. But I wanted to talk about it because I'm really big on helmet safety. Right? I I'm a timid rider and I don't think it's really smart for me or really anybody else, sorry, um to not ride, wear a helmet. I think it's really important, mm-hmm. especially with um I don't know if you guys heard about this, but one of our big sports medicine vets in New Jersey, she Winters in Wellington, she just had a major injury. Her horse got injured and uh and she got injured as a result and went into a coma and died. And she was wearing a helmet. Yeah. Wow. So um, so I wanted to talk about helmets while we're having our lunch here chatting. <laughs> <laughs> and I hope you have an angry orchard ready for me because um, I think it's really important to talk about, like, helmet safety in general. Now, do you all wear helmets? Yes
0: yep yeah, okay. yep so <laughs> i'll have to i don't know what kind of thumbnails y'all use or you can use it for when you post it i'll send you a picture of me when i was younger out here on the farm just happy as i can be and i had on a helmet and i'm pretty sure it's a bicycle helmet i really don't know don't ask me we can figure it out but anyway like i said before we do trail rides and my dad he would not let me ride a horse unless i wear a helmet Now, when I'm a little kid, okay, cool, but when I started becoming like a teenager, it's like, Dad, this is not cool. This is not the cool thing to do. Like, nobody else is wearing a helmet, only me. (laughs) But the reason behind that is my dad, before I was born, he had an accident on a horse, and he had to have surgery on his neck. He still has a scar for it, so he was just like, you have to wear a helmet. Like, you're out here riding, and you're young. I mean, I started riding when I was three years old, even though that's not the, you know, the required the age that they say is seven years old, but when you live on a farm, it's different um so he made me wear a helmet and then i got in a phase where i didn't wear it and then i was like you know what? let me wear this helmet (laughs) because i have children Uh, i have things i want to do in life let me be safe so i started wearing my helmet again and again i was the only person wearing one and it was just like nobody else is wearing a helmet and then people adults would make comments like oh you scared first of all I'm not scared of this animal that I've been around my entire life. Like I've seen some things. I've I've tussled with a couple of horses. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> um, you know, like I'm I'm not scared. It's just a another level of safety. So yeah, I wear helmets.
1: Hey, listen, accidents happen. It doesn't matter. I mean, if you're riding a bicycle down the street, you could still, you know, come over a rock and tumble mm-hmm. down. And so we're riding these animals that are large and they're prey animals you know anything could happen you just can't predict it and that for me is
2: like okay i might trust my horses
1: but you just don't know it's actually weird to me that
2: the response isn't uh yeah i've been around horses a really long time that's why i wear a helmet Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like we see and experience so much trauma um like this you know and very experienced riders it seems like wellington throws us a really awful spill every single winter i'm not sure what that is (laughs) you know where and and everybody it's you know it's either a polo rider or a dressage rider or somebody always comes to grief and everybody starts talking about their helmets again uh just you know palm beach is like that there's a lot of noise down there it's very spooky and (laughs) i'm just reminded like that could be me that could be me i ride stupid Mm -hmm. horses that could be me i don't see why more people don't they don't think with their brain i don't know they're like oh, well even smart horses can take I've a seen. stumble right yeah, like sometimes and you see they just at all the stumble. time ben stumbled oh. with me three times because i wasn't balancing him properly and i knew it and i was trying to balance him and he was like no i'm gonna fall on my face so what so i could have died i'm aware of that because i'm a good rider i know that i could have died
0: you know what i mean yep Yep. Yeah. And you're, you are so right about they can take a stumble, like even good horses, well balanced horses. Um, I had never fallen off a horse until I was an adult. Like, thank you, Lord. Um, Ooh. I never, I had never fallen off until I was like, um, 20, 24, maybe 25.
1: Dude, that's um, crazy impressive, that's
0: actually. That's incredible. <laughs> thank <laughs> you. Thank you very much. And so I, I fell off because I decided, um, you know what? I'm gonna start riding bareback. So my dad, actually him and a group of guys from the trail rides, they were like known as the barebackers. They always rode bareback. I never rode bareback. Didn't want to do it. I was like, that's not my thing. But then I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna, I'm gonna be that person. I'm gonna ride bareback and tackless. Like that was my mission. And so I started riding bareback. And we just, we have a track here. My dad built a track in 2007. We have an actual track with the gates and everything on on our property. Awesome. And Fine. so I'm like. This is beautiful. Let's just run down the track. So we're running down the track, bareback, and I'm like, "Oh, this is so easy!" And then I just start sliding to the side. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I like, like I just,
1: nothing happened. Just your balance just went,
0: <laughs> yeah, and it just went. I just, I just, ooh, okay, cool beads. And then I fell off. And then the second time I fell off, I was riding my Mustang. I had a, I had a Mustang named Fat Boy. And Fat Boy is, when you think about Mustang, he is all Mustang. And um, we were out riding in the woods again, bareback and tackless, but I didn't ride bareback this time. I just, I just did no bridle. Um, and so we're out riding in the woods, and I had on a helmet. She's so and brave. He, right? he just he just takes off running and he jumps over a fallen tree, and I fell and I hit the tree and my head hit the tree and I was like oh my gosh I got up and I started laughing because I had literally just started back wearing a helmet like I was like yeah I had literally just started wearing a helmet again
2: you were like a girl in in like a tv show (laughs) like my my pony's running away with me he's jumped along
0: (laughs) (laughs) so that's all I could do like I laughed and I have the picture too. I took a picture because I was like I literally just started wearing a helmet again like had I not because my head hit that log I mean it was a big tree and he jumped over it like mm. it was nothing I mean we've, I've I've jumped over some trees before but that was like wow so yeah I, I'm gonna wear that helmet um and I'm gonna make sure it fits and as you said we're talking about helmet fit my hair so uh I have locks now I've had them for seven years. Um, when I Prior to this, when I started wearing my helmet, I had an Afro. And I didn't really think about like, oh, my Afro being stuffed into the helmet is actually making my helmet not fit properly. So the idea behind this is that if you stuff your hair into your helmet, that's the equivalent of leaving um, a child with a really puffy coat on and put in the car seat, putting them in the car seat. Because you know, on impact, the coat will flatten and there's all that extra room. So if you think about it, on impact, my hair is gonna flatten and it's gonna be all this extra room for the helmet. But there's no research that says anything about that. There's no research for that. There's no research on, on different hair types. Because when they do, from the manufacturers that I have asked and the researchers, because there's been a couple of studies. I've reached out to, to some people. Um, when they do these these tests on the helmets, they just use the bald, you know, general-sized head. <laughs> like a mannequin. Uh, yeah, a mannequin, a little dummy. They just, yeah. it's bald, it has no hair on it. So there's actually no research that has mannequins with hair. Um, so I'm like, okay, my helmet doesn't fit properly. Uh, whatever helmet I have, I don't even know where I got that first one from. As an adult. yeah. like, how safe is it if it doesn't fit? Yeah, how safe is it? So I had to chuck that one away, and plus I I had a fall. So after a fall, you always replace your helmet. And so then I got another helmet, which I will not name this brand because they never post non-white people. Like, everybody on their freaking Instagram. And I follow (laughs) them just for the purposes of just in case they might reach out one day. But I might unfollow them. But I follow them, and they only post white people. And I'm just like, you know what? Your helmet is literally... One of like three helmets that fit Elton's hair, and a lot of Black people are buying your helmets, and you don't even post us. Okay, whatever. Um, but That's I had like to wear their helmet for them yeah yeah and I, and I I had to wear their helmet and i'm sitting here wearing their helmet and i'm just feeling like oh i don't i hate wearing this helmet and they don't post black people <laughs> but then i found another helmet a helmet company manufacturer reached out to me and i love their helmet and i won't be naming them either because i need a contract before i drop names <laughs> um but i love no, their helmet it, it, it's very it's very adjustable well and it brings up a good point
1: right because everybody, right? So I know for me, obviously I'm white, but I know for me, like my, my hair, my helmet fits differently if my hair is down versus if Mm -hmm. it's in a ponytail, like, you know, and up or if I braid it. Right. And so one of the things I wonder is, am I, am I supposed to just wear my hair the same way every day? Like,
2: (laughs) and do I have to fit it like that? Like, or why can't I have something that like I can adjust to fit? I think traditionally, yes, the answer was always yes, your hair needs to be the same when you try that helmet on. Right, it's so steeped in tradition. Let me tell you, remember two weeks ago, three weeks ago, my hair went all the way down to my butt, and I wore it in a braid. And then, like, I just got, I don't know, two feet cut off. My helmet fits so much better now. Mm -hmm. I'm so embarrassed to say because my hair was, you know – just past my shoulders when I got that helmet and then I didn't get my haircut for three years because I hate getting haircuts and I didn't really notice how much looser my helmet was getting with my hair pulled into a tight tight braid and now that I'm riding with it in a very loose ponytail because it's uh, too short to braid tightly uh the helmet fits like really properly it's not sliding down my forehead anymore I'm like oh that's my mistake. So for me to purchase a two hundred dollar helmet, um, I need to commit to a hairstyle <laughs> that I will wear yeah. for the longevity of that helmet. But,
1: but like, that's <laughs> the most ridiculous thing, right? Because like, as women, right? Mm-hmm. I don't. Uh, yes, yeah, certainly, I don't. Maybe change my hair every day, but like. There's so many women out there who use their hair as like part of their personality and yes. a way to like you know dress up or show some of their culture or their their personality or whatever and like mm-hmm. to not be able to change their hair because they can't wear a helmet seems kind of like well something's gonna give it's right? way out like, of touch right like that's way out just of touch
2: because sometimes changing your hair is the most like accessible and affordable way to express yourself. Yeah, but you no know. offense. If I'm paying for extensions, I don't.
1: I'm gonna. I'm gonna keep my extensions in, and like the helmet's gonna work around that.
2: Sure, I don't know what extensions yeah. are, but I. Support <laughs> <you know>. <laughs> <laughs> you know what extensions are? No, Not Natalie. Really. Natalie I didn't get a haircut for like
1: four years. Okay. I know, I know there's
2: a word extensions, and there are jokes about it sometimes on like Schitt's Creek but i don't actually know what they
0: are <laughs> oh, oh my, my god, god i need to rewatch it <laughs> so back to what natalie said nobody has permission to use what she just said as a solution to this helmet issue because cutting your hair <laughs> off so your helmet can fit no we're not doing no, that not, <laughs> not an option. no no that's not appropriate I, I told that story as an example of how <laughs> stupid it yes, is. just I to, to clarify have <laughs> smooth, fine
2: flat blonde hair so i have like the most Basic, boring hair, imaginable. It doesn't do anything. And yet there was still a noticeable change from in, when I changed the length yeah. of it and how my helmet fit. So that means it matters to
0: everybody. Yeah. And to put it in perspective, because I realized, like, I mean, I don't argue with people in comments. <laughs> air co- no, that's a deep, dark hole. <laughs> yeah. And I I mean, I'm being shared everywhere. Like, I have it's a long list, and I will. So, don't read the comments. Never read the comments mm-hmm. if it's about you. You never no. read the comments, but but I do it because I'm brave. Um, <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> or a
1: masochist. <laughs> yeah. That. But you gotta I very know what you're fighting. <laughs> but you yeah. got. But you gotta know what you're fighting because you're
0: trying to educate people. Yeah. So in the in the comments, um, I I have tried and I, I've educated a few. But with the whole hair thing, so I went from afro and I was like, you know what, let me lock up my hair. So I have my locks. Locks go through different phases. When you first start locks, they are flat, they're tiny. You know, like I can put a helmet on, no problem. But then they start to bud, and that means they're just getting thicker. They're more, they're forming. Like it's a whole process, and they bud and they bud and they bud. And my locks, they were smaller they were like the size of like a straw and now they're like the size of like four straws (laughs) you know bundled up and um they're thicker now so i literally would take my helmet and i'm like look we need a style that's gonna fit with this helmet because when i put my locks in a style i'm not changing it i don't want to do my hair i have four daughters i gotta do their hair And I have a bunch of horses who need their hair done. That's a whole lot of hair doing.
1: We always go last.
0: Yes, so I would take it. And I'm like, dang, Like we're sitting here going through all these styles, nothing's working. And I'm like, if they just do something here, then I could, you know, it would be easier. But for people to keep suggesting, like, just cut your hair off. We're not trying to make a fashion statement. No, I'm just trying to have my hair that I actually like. Um, Well, and and you've been growing it for years. Yes, I'm not just gonna cut it off. Like this is a process, and so I used to teach horseback riding. Exactly, I used to teach horseback riding lessons. You're fine, and people have said, "Well, um, people, men in the Navy shave their beards. That has nothing to do with me." (laughs) <laughs> I'm not in the Navy and I'm not a man. I'm a woman riding horses. <laughs> but I used to, <laughs> I used to and horseback And for fun, riding. right?
1: <laughs> yeah, for fun. It's supposed it to be to keep... fun. So what do you have to change your whole body for to fit some kind of
0: expectation? Exactly. And I was teaching horseback riding lessons and naturally, most of my clients were little black girls. And what do little black girls? What are our ghost to hairstyles? It's Afro puffs. It's Afro puffs. It's braids with beads. I mean, and we just so cute. I'm, I'm rough and tough with my Afro pups. That used to be the, the thing when I was younger. But I hated Afro puffs when I was younger. I, I I don't know why, but I love them now. But anyway, <laughs> kids, these little girls would come out, and it's just like, I we can't even do the lesson because your hair is so thick. I, there's no way. That's like me trying to, trying to stuff a pillow inside of, um, inside of the sleeve of my coat. It's not gonna work. <laughs> and so I literally, I would never forget this. Me and this one mom, we changed her daughter's hairstyle like right before the lesson, and it still didn't work out. So it's like. These kids yeah. have to go through these extra measures or even some people that have shared stories with me because I had started a hashtag saddle up helmet on and they would share stories with how they just commit to one hairstyle because they either commit to one hairstyle or they buy multiple helmets. But most times it's just committing to one hairstyle um, and having to buy multiple helmets just to fit different hairstyles. It's just Who like, could afford oh, that? Is- Yes, because helmets are not like $20. They're not like $50. They're like $200 plus. And then if you fall, you got to replace it. Well, you need to replace it. Does everybody do that? No. Um, And the point is we want people to wear helmets. Yeah, like we want the kids to wear that. But
1: if it's difficult for them to do it and they have to change the way they look to make it fit, like you're not going to end up having a
0: helmet user. Exactly. And that's what is really that's what's deterring people from wearing it. So it's not like people don't want to be saved. They're just like, okay, I have to go through this hassle and I have to take a, a series of extra steps just to find the perfect helmet. And then in a lot of, and I'm assuming that it's a lot just because of the stories that I have received. I never went anywhere to get a helmet fitted. Um, I just talked with the helmet manufacturer that I worked with this last time and they were, they were telling me how to fit it on based on what they saw. But anyway... When they're going to these stores, no one knows how to fit helmets to ethnic hair. <laughs> they yeah. don't know what yeah. to do. They don't know what to do. Now, this helmet manufacturer I've been talking with, they have a whole nonprofit that works directly with kids who are diverse. I mean, they don't, they don't just work with one, with one demographic. They are working with all, all hair types, races, all of that. They are working with different kids. Um so yeah, so people are going to these places and they're like, Okay, we sell helmets, we want people to be safe. I'm sorry, I can't help you. I really don't know how to fit this with your head type. Or it could be head shape. Um people just I got a real tiny head.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I've got a really I I gotta be I've got a very tiny head and I've had real problems finding helmets that fit because I've got big hair and a little head (laughs) and I had there's certain brands that I have to wear because yep. the others are just, they don't fit. They don't fit the shape of my head.
0: Yeah, and you see how that's a problem for you as well? When that article Absolutely. posted from the New York Times where I was quoted about my advocacy for helmets, people were like, well, black people aren't, like, black people need special helmets. And I'm like, first of all, this is a conversation no. that is bigger than it's that. Everybody, <laughs> yes. It's This is literally everybody. This would benefit everybody. And then I would bring up, this will also de- benefit Disabled people, disabled people have different shaped heads sometimes, you know, or the way that they can put the helmet on without assistance. Like if you just think about having to snap that together, like that's not something that everybody can just do. Or even my daughter has trouble doing it.
1: I have a daughter with special needs. She has cerebral palsy and she can't use her right hand. So every time she rides, she has to ask someone for help. And that is unfortunate. Um, and it's it's not helping her confidence, I'll tell you that right now.
0: Yeah, yeah. See, I, I, can, I, can, I can totally imagine that, because it's like, wow, you know, I'm about to ride this horse, and I need somebody to help me with this task as simple well as putting my helmet on. You know, like, yeah, I can right. see how that would, that would, I can see how that would take a jab at someone's confidence.
1: Yeah, and it's like, it's already a lot because she's imbalanced, right? So, like, we want her to have a good experience, but for her at 14 years old, who's very capable to come to her mom and for a very simple thing and it's something that's in our opinion necessary right mm-hmm. when you ride that's the rule if you're gonna get on a horse you're putting a helmet on Um, I I agree and I think I think I think it's awesome that it's coming up because of the lack of diversity but yeah it is head shape it's hair type it's there's, and, and then we have people with disabilities it's not just one people's problem it's yep. it's something that everyone should be worried about
2: You know, I think that it kind of brings to a head the way we need to talk about horses as amateurs, which is that we have to find ways to fit horses into our lives. You know what I mean? Like that so many of us have other things and other responsibilities and expenses and personal situations and what have you. Things like we need to be able to change the way we do our hair or our children want to change their hairstyles, you know, to look great at school, not just to look like to be able to wear a helmet in one riding less than a week you know what i mean it's just one more mm-hmm. thing where it's like the expectation that if you want to ride horses it has to be like literally your entire life is on um um untenable really in the culture that we've got right now we have to work we have to go to school we have to commute we have to do all of these extra things
0: mm-hmm. and
2: so yeah we kind of have to find different ways that we fit horses into our lives instead of fitting our lives just around our horses mm-hmm. yeah i think that's a
1: great thing and like why why is it this sport because if you look at football mm-hmm. you look at mm-hmm. other sports where they've already had like adaptive helmets or helmets that are different shapes mm-hmm. or different things like that or have different liners um you know let's think outside the box
0: a little bit like sometimes the equestrian world is so steeped in tradition that we're oh holding ourselves goodness. back. It literally costs nothing to just be kind to other people. Like, even if you don't got a kind bone in your body, you could just shut your mouth. (laughs) Well, and that's it. And, like,
1: we all, we're, why can't we use horses to bring us all together? Because my experiences are different than Natalie's experiences and are different than your experiences. But we're all united because of one common theme, and that's horses. And that's the thing that, like, we can use as a basis to learn and grow. And become better,
0: mm-hmm. yeah.
2: And I think that's something that you... our listeners have been really good about. You know, we have conversations and Facebook group and stuff like that. Is like we uh, we all come from these vastly different backgrounds, and we're all kind of in the same place right now, which is like life is really hard, and <laughs> I'm just trying to keep up with my horse at this point. <laughs> you know, yeah. like we're not a group of of like pros and stuff like that, but we're all united in this one sort of thing, which is that we're not giving up what we're passionate about we're fitting it (laughs) oh yeah and there's people that live in
1: cities and people that live in you know the in the mountains of appalachia and there's people like they're all different places and it's funny we actually put a a a pull out to them about like how they wear their hair in a helmet because i just wanted to get an idea of our listeners and like how many different hairstyles or, or things they do and there was Like over 60 responses and then 20 comments about details of like what they have to do to make their helmet fit. And that, you know, I just found that really interesting because they're all different disciplines, all different ages, all different hair types. Um, And the common ground was like we have to make our hair fit the helmet. Not the other mm-hmm. way around.
2: Yeah, that happens yeah. every time we have a conversation like that in that group, where everybody's responses are really different, and there's there's one thread that just jumps out at you. Like when we did the top five things to do with horses, the one thing that jumped out was nobody's goals were show oriented, you know, or nobody's bucket list dreams were show oriented. Their their everyday Ooh, goals for some reason tend to be. Let me.
0: So, y'all... <laughs> you got a comment I, about that? <laughs> I. I do a lot. And I don't think people even can grasp the concept of I am one person with this list of things. So I just so happen to be the president of the 4-H Horse Council in Wake County. And oh, my God.
1: How do you have time for
0: all this? <laughs> <laughs> and, and so hustler, if you're, if you're in yeah. Wake County and you have a horse farm and you are open to... Um, to all people, we would love to have you. But anyway, we um, we are changing up because for for centuries, I mean, 4-H is old as dirt. For centuries, the Horse the horse Council has been focused on showing, and they have this big fundraiser at the, the J.B. Hunt Horse Complex. Um, it's on the State Fairgrounds in Raleigh, North Carolina, and that's like, the main thing and so i came in i was like all right we're doing away with the horse show (laughs) and we're focusing on horse welfare and education and why are we doing that you ask because kids who are interested in 4-h it's specifically the horse clubs not all of them have horses not all of them have the opportunity to take lessons and what i didn't realize is that a lot of these barns you have to take lessons with them in order to do shows so a lot of kids are not doing that. Like That's not the demographic. And we're, we're leaving out an entire demographic of children by focusing on horse shows. So now mm-hmm. um, that's what we're focusing on. And we're like, all right, let's teach these kids how to be responsible horse owners. Because um, one day they might have horses. And then thinking about long-term, North Carolina, we have so much development. As I said before, there's a development right beside us. Um, What are we going to do with our horses, you know, like this development coming in means I have less pasture room. Uh, Are we going to end up like how they do it out in California? You know, they have have how they have the horses set up. Like, what are we going to do? We have to think about those things and we have to teach it to these kids because they're going to grow up taking care of the horses. So, yeah, everything is not show-based. I didn't do shows. I I did trail rides. I did rodeos. And that stuff, you know, our trail rides, it was literally in somebody's backyard, you know? (laughs) Like, they lived there with their horses. Um, God, that's like my dream. (laughs) And and that is something that shocked me. When I would tell people that, they're like, wait, what? Like, yeah, we go to trail rides where people already have their horses and they also live there. (laughs) You know, it's not like, it's not a... And people with the equine facility and everybody has their horses. No, this is a, a black saddle club and this is where they live. This is where most of the black cowboys and cowgirls in the area keep their horses. Like it was something like that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, everything is not centered around shows. And the way people talk about shows, I wouldn't even want to participate in one because it sounds so exhausting. Like I'm <laughs> used to trail rides. It is exhausting. <laughs> That's it's one of the reasons I stopped... Riding
1: when I was a teenager is like is the show life kind of was exhausting and and anxiety inducing, but yeah, I'm, you know, I'm it's not, funny not getting anybody like,
0: that does that. It just sounds hi. Ooh.
1: It, well, and it's you know I always say like some people that are are listeners here they love to show, but that's not necessarily their life, right? Like mm-hmm. it's how they achieve goals and things like that. But at the end of the day, do what you want. But there's so many books and podcasts and movies, and all of them relate to showing, right? But yeah. there's so much more yeah. to horses than that. Yes. Yeah. Sometimes Ooh. when I'm riding, I've I never
2: show. showing is so strange.
1: <laughs> it's like, okay, <laughs> so
2: here is $50. I am going to ride a couple of circles and some transitions, and then I want you to rip me apart. Just shred me. <laughs> but don't be too mean because I'll cry, and I want rip ribbon. Because I'm better than See? her But don't tell her I said I'm better than her Because
0: we're supposed to be friends <laughs> It's just that, all young adults
2: Very young adults
0: <laughs> Yeah that that is not my, my experiences And that's not, why I, that's not how I want to introduce kids to horses Like over here when kids come um, Personally We do a lot of learn by doing Like I will tell you the basics I will tell you don't you put your fingers In their mouth Like don't do this and don't do that No running, no screaming. Other than that, we're gonna just learn by doing. We're gonna walk out here and you're gonna help me with my chores. You can observe me. Like, you're gonna, we're gonna actually do stuff.
1: (laughs) Um, Well, life
0: lessons. Yeah, life lessons. But, you know, I don't get to talk about my horses a lot um, when I'm being interviewed. Everybody wants to know, like, about Saddle Up and Reed. But I have eight horses and do not ask me all their names because for some reason I keep forgetting all of them. But I Wait, have do you still horses. have Fat Boy though? Do you still have Fat Boy? I do not. Unfortunately, horses do this thing where they they colic and die, and he colic and he. <laughs> goddamn <laughs> oh, Exactly sorry, like. Yeah, but I love. I, mean, I love that name. <laughs> yes, he. I mean, he was a fat boy, but um, I have, <laughs> I, have <laughs> <laughs> I have eight horses, and they are they are all so different. And when I'm out here, because I, I again I grew up with horses. I grew up with with a lot of the horses that we still have, my childhood horse, she died two years ago. Like I had that oh, horse wow. my entire my entire life. I mean, she lived a long life with me. We lived a long life together.
1: You're like, hey, you know we were talking about our favorite breeches. <laughs> I'm a big fan of comfort over everything, and one of my favorite breeches that I wear is the jogger breech from Running Out Equestrian. It feels like I'm wearing sweatpants, but looks like a breech.
2: That's ideal because I know you love wearing sweatpants. You talk about them all the time.
1: I live in sweatpants. Thanks for noticing. (laughs) But when I show up in the barn in these, people actually ask me, oh my gosh, where are you going? I kid you not. I kid you not. And then it makes me feel like a dirt bag that doesn't get dressed up very often. (laughs) But they're super comfortable and actually the shirts that go with it, you can mix and match colors. The color blocking is super effective at hiding a little bit of my extra curves and making it an interesting look that's very different from anything else that's out in the horse world.
2: That's really nice because you know how so many things in the horse world seem to be made for size zeros? Where yeah. it's like, congratulations on your very stretchy, tight shirt. But me as a normal human woman person, it's not the look I'm going for.
1: No. And the nice thing is these are Redding out as a is a small women-owned business and they both ride horses and Connie's a trainer. So she has to be comfortable all day long. Right. And while they're very attractive women with their, they know women's bodies. And so they build clothing for them.
2: That's what. That's what it really comes down to, I think. When you get like a small business, the designer is able to really serve their customer and they know their customer base. Whereas some of these, you know, big conglomerates, they're just, oh, horse people wear stretchy pants on it. You know what I mean? And so (laughs) they just make for the same models that they're making all of their other clothes for. It doesn't do us any good. So I super love that it's, you know, People who know what it's like to be a horse person trying to get that support still feel kind of pretty, <laughs> a little pretty anyway, right? Yeah. And, and be able to work on the ground and in the saddle without being constricted.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And the cool thing too is because they have this mix and match idea that you can wear their tops and breeches underneath their outerwear and you can color coordinate. If, if you, you really love the
2: matchy-matchy. What is more important than matchy-matchy in the horse world? That's that's all anybody wants to do.
0: I know, Even I so do on it top and of I it. don't
2: do any trends at all. And I'm like, my socks match my shirt today. It's a flex. <laughs> it's a flex.
1: We'll have to go check it out at runningoutacquestion.com. See what you think. All right. To end it, we usually, Natalie and I usually end... episode with a adulting win of the week so like like a good thing that happened to us this week that we want to kind of like shout out and celebrate
0: yeah so so I have had dreams of like having all of these animals like you know you're a little girl and you're like I'm gonna be a veterinarian when I grow up and I'm gonna have all the animals and I'm gonna rescue the world um blah blah blah. that did not happen when I was younger like I wish I could I could tell y'all the time of my first dog so recently the animals have been coming in. It's like, these animals are like, hey, I wanna go live with Caitlin Gooch because she takes such good care of, of those animals. She treats them like they're her babies. <laughs> and oh, they decide they wanna come live with me. That's how I ended up with, um, uh, with, with Rainbow. And so somebody approached me and they said, hey, do you want a pig? I already have a pig. <laughs> Last week, somebody approaches me and says, "Hey, I have a pig. I don't know what to do with it. Do you want it?" And I'm just looking like, "Sure, yes, okay. I'll, I'll, take, I'll take the pig because I, I just something in me felt like a bunch of animals were just gonna start popping up. So then I take the pig. And now I have two pigs. And so we have pig pig that's in my backyard, and then pig girl. She's at the farm. <laughs> Inspired. So yeah, I, I have a I love a pig. your naming have, process. We got, we got Boy, Man Man, the
1: miniature horse.
0: <laughs> yes, so I have a pig, and there are more animals coming. I'm going to have sheep soon. Um, yeah, so I'm just like, you know, at this point, whatever animals are coming, y'all better come on. <laughs> y'all better come on. Yeah. Um, well, the gates are I, open. Yeah, come on, my am gonna have a sanctuary open.
1: before you know it.
0: E- exactly, I'm like, dang, do I have to open another nonprofit for this part? <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: um, oh God, but in you know, all your free I'm, time.
0: <laughs> exactly, but I'm I'm just very thankful to have these animals and to be learning more. So yeah, it's a lot of great things going on. I know I I, I was just recently quoted in the the New York Times about the helmet advocacy. Um, oh. See, I told you, I'm not trying to brag, y'all. It's just a lot of stuff. How (laughs) could I forget this? How could I forget that NBC did a mini documentary on me? and What? Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. They did a mini documentary on me, and it was basically to introduce the legacy of black cowboys and cowgirls, but they told it through my story because I am the author of the Black Equestrian Coloring Book, which talks about different black equestrians in history. So I thought that was so cool. The video is so well put together. Like, it's just, oh, my gosh. I, I mean, I cried. I amazing. have a YouTube channel, The Black Cowgirl, and I did a reaction video. I've never done a reaction video. And mm-hmm. I knew I was going to cry, but I started crying 43 seconds into the, <laughs> into the video.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's so amazing. That, like, it finally <laughs> feels like like everything you're doing is making a difference. Like, you are – it's incredible, actually. Like, it's incredible how how amazing it is that you're being this voice
0: and you're 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 able to educate so many people. Thank you. And see, I I, I forget stuff sometimes. because I'm like, y'all, it's literally so much, but I'm thankful. And I just remember the times that I was working a job that paid $7 seven and 25 cents an hour and I was buying books for kids. I was getting kids out here. I was giving a free horseback riding lessons. Like, I just remember those days and it's like, OK, this that, those moments made all of this worth it And I was I used to live in Virginia And I was pregnant Because I, I had two babies back to back um, During the start of the pandemic And I drove from Virginia To North Carolina That's a six hour round trip just so I could continue to do Saddle Up and Read. And I did that up until those babies were born. So this is not a hobby. It is not something that I'm doing to, like, get clout or to get recognition. This is something that I have been extremely passionate about, and I've been doing it since 2015. It just so happens that now people are starting to see it. Black kids have lower literacy rates just across the board, and I don't want that to be something that continues on, because we know historically in the United States, at one point, black people were not allowed to read and write. It was against the law, like, they literally made it a law. So I'm like, okay, that has something to do with how the literacy rates look now, the, the literacy gap. And I have horses, and I'm like, all right, Y'all come read to these horses. Y'all come and do activities with these horses. Y'all come and learn about these horses and let's read. Let's find books that you like to read. Let's make reading fun. Because if you're not reading today, you're not going to do it in the future. You're just not. And it statistically is proven that by the third grade, if a child is not reading proficiently, they will never get back on track. So imagine how much work you would have to do after that and they're just passing kids along. I did not know this until maybe a few years ago, I graduated high school with people that did not know how to read. So that is not something that I want to continue in the future, so this is something I'm extremely passionate about. On April 15th, we are having our very first Community community Day. Um, People can come out and bring the kids, you know, come out and let your inner child be happy, come meet our horses, come see the operation, and we're opening up a bookstore on the farm, and kids who participate in our programs throughout the year, they will get saddle up and read books, and with those books, they'll be able to come back to the bookstore and get anything they want, and we'll have, we won't just have books in there, because you can get books any day, but Starbucks and Nightdale, um, they donated like these really cute cups to us. Other local businesses will be donating stuff. We'll have saddle Up and read merch in there, and I'm gonna do. We're gonna do whatever we can to get kids to read. If we got a problem with things, I don't even care. As long as they're reading and we're on track, it's called we're positive, do reinforcement. It. Yeah. Yeah, positive, positive reinforcement. Yeah, positive reinforcement. There you go, <laughs> uh, Heather.
2: Heather. Not only uh, knows all Heather about Wallace that. of uh, the Adulting yep. Force podcast. I would like a bookstore farm. Can we um, put that into <laughs> we, we need that we need more sponsors, Natalie? I want a bookstore farm like really, really badly. <laughs> that sounds that is, that is so amazing. amazing.
1: <laughs> that sounds Actually, yeah, Natalie is a big a big book nerd.
2: Bookstores are like She's written oh, basically
1: what? half of them.
2: I know a woman oh. in um in Southwest Florida who uses a literacy program as part of her um her thoroughbred. Rehabilitation nonprofit. Ooh. So, and she she reminds me so much of you because she, I was thinking of her earlier when you were talking about your um how your riding lessons or your know, horse lessons like you teach horsemanship because that's what she does too like she has she gets these off track thoroughbreds in and she brings kids in and they like teach the horses to go through sprinklers and they mm-hmm. learn to ride like with halters and bareback like
0: yep, everything yep. that she
2: does is so not like the traditional um riding lessons to horse show pipeline and she manages in an ex- like an explosively suburban area where uh, you know everything is getting developed at this outrageous rate and she continues to be able to to bring in these thoroughbreds and not just um rehab them but absolutely bomb proof them through the way that she and these kids, and the kids play stuff. with them non-stop and take that them places take them to malls and they do the read to the thoroughbreds kind of things and then the horses are dead broke and easy to adopt out
0: <laughs> yeah, so if you I ever mean, want I like an it.
2: extra element you know like you don't do enough I feel like yeah. maybe you're concerned that you're not busy enough. I feel like adding thoroughbreds to the mix is definitely for you. <laughs> Look, Why are you giving? Okay, this is two enablers. No, <laughs> hold on, because Natalie
1: does too much, just like you, Caitlin do do so much. So, like maybe you shouldn't be egging each other on at all. Like, you're right. Allowed
2: to speak most likely. <laughs> right. So maybe I regret getting...
1: introducing you on this. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we got to hang out, so, Kayla. We could have so many ideas.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm really excited. Um I'm on Instagram and Twitter, The Black Cow Girl. Saddle Up and Read is on Instagram and Facebook, Saddle Up and Read, and our website saddleupandread.org. We would love to have people join on as a monthly supporter. It would just help us out even more. Going back to helmets. I have a meeting coming up with this helmet manufacturer, and if anybody is interested in sponsoring the helmet for our kids, because I will be having a – I'm hoping to have all of the spots sponsored for the kids that cannot afford it. Um, But I will be having a summer camp, and it's long-awaited, and it'll be all horse things, and we'll be doing that for a week long. I'm not sure how many I'm going to do at this time, but if anybody would like to sponsor a helmet, because we do need different size helmets, because I just don't know what I'm going to be getting into. And I will be talking with those parents and caretakers like, hey, because of safety, we might have to find one hairstyle. And like we said with hairstyles, it's like, dang, you know, like you got to hone in on one hairstyle. I mean, people change up their hairstyles, especially with kids. They like to change up their hairstyles all the time. Every Um, day. Every day is different. And they got to keep up with their friends. Exactly. So we will have to have that conversation. But those are the things that are happening over here. So many amazing things. And I just... I've been blessed to to have horses. Like right now I'm talking to y'all, but I'm looking out the window and my horse is walking by. And that has been my yeah. view for my entire life. So I'm for me so to be able to share jealous. that, mm-hmm. I get to share this with kids because I grew up with horses. Like I grew up with them. So, yeah, that, that's my story. That's a piece of my story. <laughs> well, I love that. And you're going to please have to give
1: us the link so that people can know where to go to donate for a helmet. Um, and for obviously we'll put in your social media tags and everything like that so people can go give you a follow and support you that way as well. Um, it has been an absolute pleasure having you on. I haven't seen you in a couple of years and it, you've had so much going on that uh, I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to, like, little old us.
0: Yeah, seriously. Like, I'm no soul at Absolutely. I love this.
1: Thank you for being a little weird with us, Horse Girl. If you like what you hear, make sure to subscribe to our podcast on your player of choice. Follow us on Instagram at adulting with horses podcast or even better join our adulting with horses clubhouse on facebook where you can become part of the show also it's a great place to meet other horse crazy women